Hello, everybody, and uh, <laughs> I'm hoping uh, a few more people than just my daughter Stephanie may have uh, replied with a hearty "Hi, Doctor Nick." Um, uh, just uh, just a little tip of the cap to the to, to the Simpsons. Uh, we're back, and this is the My Tiny Changes podcast. And again, I am Steve Pachalski, and we are going into. Uh, episode three of the first season of My Tiny Changes. And yes, I do say that as if uh, there's going to be many episodes and many seasons. Um, that's the thought and that's the thought process moving forward and we're, and, and, and we're just going to forge ahead. Um, again, as I said, uh, we are on episode three here of the My Tiny Changes podcast. And uh, this episode is entitled, um, It's Okay to Be Okay, uh, including the not-so-tongue-in-cheek rules of karaoke. So, yes, let's see if we can, uh, while, while we broach some serious subjects, um, uh, let's see if we can have a little fun here, too, um, and inject a little fun, inject a little smile. And I, and I think it actually... It actually coincides with um, with what our topic is here today. Um, in in the two prior sessions, uh, we have kind of spent a lot of time with uh, introductions and things like that, and uh, maybe maybe the running time for those things uh, went a little longer than originally planned. So what we're gonna what we're gonna try to do here is is kind of dive right into things, and 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 I'll start by saying. Um, the idea for what we're going to talk about today uh, came from um, a couple messages back and forth with with some friends, with some listeners. We'll call them listeners, but uh, you know, right now, <laughs> right now, our listeners are, are 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 my friends. Those they're basically the only ones that uh, that are giving this a listen. But um, you know, we kind of thought that that would be the process, is at least starting up and. You know, we'll see if listen, listenership goes up, and, and I hope it does, and I hope you share it with people that think that this may be of some help or, um, you know, just may be, you know, worth listening to to, to get through your day. So, uh, anyways, um, what what they presented me with, um, and again, these are people that, uh, that obviously have experienced um, loss in their life, uh, and in the topic that they kind of wanted me to broach here was was something that they were fighting with and it's something that you know quite honestly um i had to fight with too and uh for lack of a better way of putting it it's 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 the guilt of enjoying life um 
after after losing a loved one especially soon after losing a loved one and it's and it's a real thing um and and, and it's something that um you, you experience as as you try to move on and i think uh starting out what um what that comes from um and, and I can speak. Uh, I can speak for me and the and, and the type of grief that I had to deal with. Uh, my son's death was was not foreseen. It was sudden. Uh, it wasn't like he was um, uh, sick or suffering from from something or, or suffering from something that we knew that uh, the end game was was going to be uh, them passing away. Um, it, it was it was very it was very quick um the grief came at us uh in in just huge torrents and 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 so there 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 might be a little different dynamic going on there but i think in one form or another um it's it's shared across the board as far as dealing dealing with the loss of a loved one and uh speaking for myself what i think um some of the guilt of 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 even laughing of even smiling uh, it, it, it's something as you're grieving, uh, brings, brings a form of guilt. Uh, you know, do I have the right to be happy? Should I be happy? Should I laugh? Um, and again, I think so much of that comes from some of the things, some of the immediate reactions that we have, uh, to the death of, of, of somebody. Um, you know, so many people will, will say, oh my gosh, you know, I, I want to die too, or, um, I'll never be happy again, uh, and, and things like that. And, and and you make these you make these statements, and you remember them. And, and I have no doubt in my mind that at, at the time you make them, they're heartfelt. You know, you believe them. You know, if you feel that if there's anything that you could do to bring back your loved one, you'd be more than happy to do it. Um, but as we move forward, we realize that that's not how life works and we realize that we have to get back into that business of living life and yes um that includes having fun that includes smiling that includes enjoying things and the and the first time you start to experience that um you do feel some guilt. You you feel some, you know, emotion there as to you know, do I deserve do I deserve to do to, to have this, uh, especially after some of the thoughts that you went through. Now I think most people are um, uh, familiar with with the five stages of of grief. Um, in, in they they go in this like as, as I said five stages. Um, there's denial. There's anger, there's bargaining, uh, there's depression, despair. Um, those two uh, go together there, and, and, and finally, hopefully, um, acceptance. Uh, now, just like as I said, um, I think sometimes, depending upon how how death was experienced um, by a person. Uh, has in large part plays uh, if, if you're going to go through these uh, stages of grief. Not everybody does. Not everybody goes through all of them. Uh, I think in a in a situation like ours, um, where where Bobby died suddenly, um, 
some of these um, just just don't fit. Um, denial is very hard. I think denial comes in more um, when maybe when somebody is dying of a disease or, or something or, or something long term, uh, something terminal that uh, you know you have a chance to uh, sort of think about these things before the person is gone. Uh, we didn't have that opportunity. Uh, you know, Bobby, Bobby died quickly. He was gone very quickly. And, and so there, there wasn't really, um, that chance of denial of it. Uh, maybe a form of that is, uh, you know, you might wake up in, in, in the days following or even the weeks following and, and waking up and, and thinking and not even, not even remembering that, um, that the person had died and something brings you back to it and says, Oh my gosh, yes, he's, you know, he's gone. Um, anger, uh, anger, uh, whether at the situation, I, I guess what a lot of people's anger comes to is, as far as that goes, might be anger at, at God or whoever, whoever they might, might feel is, is, is their God. But, um, you know, Death, death can can feel very cruel and unfair, and especially when someone has died before their time, and 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 they had plans for a long, happy life and a future, and 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 all of that. So, it's very common to feel anger, um, but again, uh, I don't know that you know. Speaking for myself, that. Uh, Anger played a big uh, a big part in 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 my feelings, um, you know, m more the sadness I guess uh, would be a much more um, uh, much more apt thing to say as to where where I was at. Um, the third one, bargaining. Again, uh, I think this is something that uh, uh, has has more to do with maybe a, a long term, you know, terminal illness. Uh, there's there's not much bargaining that can be done when when someone has died. I mean, uh, you know, wanting to say that I would that you know let me take their place. Um, you know, those are things to say, but realistically, you know that at, at that point that can't happen. Um, you know, praying to God when somebody is terminal, though, you know, you, you might have it in your head that, yes, if I pray hard enough and, <clears throat> you know, beg God to please take me instead of this other person that you, maybe you think you can affect change that way. Um, and, and, and it's, uh, you know, who's to say what's what, what what's normal when you're going through that situation. So, Again, I think the bargaining part has more to do um, with those long-term situations rather than rather than with a sudden death. Uh, depression, the biggie. Um, yes, everybody's going to go through depression. Everybody's going to everybody's going to be depressed and and have many moments of despair. Uh, very rarely uh, are you not going to have that, and and that's going to be the thing that basically sticks with you the longest and basically never go away. Um, you know, sadness and longing are what we think of most often when we do think about grief. And it can be very intense and it can come in waves over many months or years. And uh, sometimes you feel life, you know, no longer holds any meaning for you. And, and it can be very scary. And it's a very scary thing to have to deal with. Um, 
one of one of the things with me and you know whether uh, whether fair whether whether doing it right or whether doing it wrong is you know let me point out again that that what I'm trying to do here is not to give therapy to somebody it is to tell my story um, let you know what I went through let you know what I experienced uh, let you know the things that helped me let you know the things that 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 I felt just to uh, number one you know let you know people out there that are going through this that you're not alone in this obviously we know we're not alone in this many people uh, have lost people throughout their lives whether uh, <clears throat> whether through long-term illnesses or or sudden things and you know it's not uncommon I don't feel like I'm uh, like I'm special in this uh, all I'm trying to do is 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 get out my story and in, in the ways that I was able to deal with it, and if that can help somebody, fantastic. Um, for the most part, I'm trying to help myself here and, and just talk and, and, and just get it out and get it off of my chest. Um, but but going back to going back to depression, uh, one of the things that I faced um, being being the father and the you know husband ex husband let's say of of, of a mother who, who who lost a child, and uh, daughters, and, and another son who who, who lost a brother. Um, as as the days went on, I felt I had to be the one who was strong. I, I felt I had to be the one that had to hold it together. Uh, as I watched other people um, from time to time break apart, um, so. Uh, I didn't mind that. Uh, it, um, it, it, it's fair, you know. The father's supposed to take care of the family, and I was trying to do that as as, as best I can as we navigated our way through this. <clears throat> what that did do for me, though, is is made my nights hell, made my nights um, a living hell because I would spend the days, as I said. Um, comforting, trying to, you know, trying to get people to smile, trying to get people to, uh, you know, to move on, giving the hugs where hugs were needed, giving a shoulder where a shoulder was needed, uh, telling a joke where a joke was needed, and just, just trying to, to feel my way through this and, and, and navigate this and, and help out those that I loved as best I could. So, the only times that I was able to face these things myself were at night. And, uh, you know, I'll be totally honest with you. Since, since, since December 14th, 2018, um, I could count the nights of good sleep I have, I have had on, on one hand probably. Um, it's, it's, it has not been easy. I mean, I was never a big sleeper to begin with. Um, but you know, the, the, the nights became hell. I used to love nighttime. I, I, I used to love, uh, you know, being up at night and being, being able to think about things and did my best thinking at those times. But, um, you know, the nighttime became a hell for me. Um, but I've, I've 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 been able to deal with it. I've been able to come to, to grips with it through you know different things through through, through therapy through um, some things to help me sleep. Although I, I don't do that quite as much as as I should have. But uh, you know, again, there it is. So um, 
again, uh, so these feeling the, the these these stages of grief, um, you know, they're real, and, and they're things that we that we do have to get through. Now, I think one other thing that you that that you have to figure out is, and, and, and this is a tough one, and I and I mentioned some of this um, in 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 the previous episode. Um, I believe there is a difference between guilt and regret. Um, and and as I said, with regret, I think a lot of us can avoid having regret after losing a loved one if we make sure that we take those chances while they're still around to let let them know how we feel about them let them know that we love them uh don't leave any any arguments or bad feelings hanging out there again that's not to say that you, you know we're not going to argue with our loved ones because we are that's that's just the way it is but um be the bigger person reach out um understand that Whatever you are arguing about <clears throat> is much smaller than the love you have for for each other, um, whether it be a family member, significant other, um, a good friend, uh, whatever. So um, that is, to me, the best way uh, to be able to stave off any regrets that you might have, um, especially when somebody dies uh, very suddenly and you don't have that chance to to say I'm sorry or that. So don't don't save the sorries. Don't save the I love yous. Um, get them out there. Share them. You know, be, be, share them readily. Uh, the people that I love, um, it's, it's usually the last thing I say to them. Uh, you know, see you later, love you, um, and mean it when you say it. You know, don't, don't say it out of it. it, it don't say it out of some kind of... Um, uh, habit. I mean, you can get into the habit of saying it, but don't let it become just a habit. Uh, make sure it's heartfelt. Uh, make sure you make sure you really mean it. Now, the guilt part of it, um, you, you know, the, the first signs of happiness uh, after losing somebody like that might might bring guilt. You know, you might feel bad. You might you know, you might say, "What right do I have to feel good when, uh, you know, when this person is gone, when this person has died?" Um, for me, for myself, uh, you know, I, I I think a lot of help with that comes through uh, comes through my my religious beliefs. Um, and and I think that's where it comes from with a lot of people. Uh, if you if you do believe in you know quote unquote God, uh, if you are spiritual, if you do believe in an afterlife in, in, in something else out there, um, you know obviously that's going to help a lot. Uh, it, it it almost makes you feel as if this person uh, hasn't really died. And as I said, I know it it helped me a lot. Um, Something that happened uh, right after Bobby's passing. Um, you know, Bobby Bobby passed away on the 14th, and and a few days later on on December 18th, um, a lot of Bobby's friends got together um, at Finnegan's Pub and put together um, a, a little a, a little remembrance and celebration of his life called um, "Fare You Well, Bobby." Uh, 
I believe at that time at, at, at Finnegan's Pub, Tuesdays were kind of an open mic night, um, and, and people were always invited to come up there. And I know Bobby was up there a lot. And I think the 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 main band there that was that was coming at that point was one of Bobby's um, favorite local bands, Fresh Hops. Um, used to talk about them all the time. Uh, I always used to pop uh, pop their CDs in when we were driving around, and. Uh, they had the uh, it was very much our pleasure to, to be invited and and we went out to it um, you know we hadn't we hadn't even had um, uh, Bobby services yet uh, Bobby services were going to come two days later um, but but we went out and um, the uh, the invite that was put out um, to come out to this gathering. Uh, put together by by Bobby's friend Heather, uh, you know, stated in memory of Robert Pachalski, come out if you can in memory of all the memories and love Bobby brought us through music. Uh, this is the last place we hung out, so I found it fitting. We can support local music and each other and have a drink. I'll welcome, love you guys. Well, we 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 went, um, we went as a family, and it was it was. It was just a fantastic gathering. We had um, uh, we had people there that obviously were, were were our friends, but for the most part, these these were Bobby's friends. These were Bobby's people, and they were so so welcoming and so loving, and and, and told us such great stories about um, Bobby and in a side of Bobby that maybe that maybe we didn't we didn't know that well. So. Um, there were a lot of smiles that night, a lot of tears, sure, but but a lot of smiles and, and, and a lot of happiness and and not feeling guilty about it because I think it was easy at that point to feel that that Bobby was among us. So um, you know that again would help it make make to be a happy feeling. Um, but you know there it was you. you, you a way of acceptance is to just sort of uh, dive into to that person's uh, to that person's life and what that person um, lived for and things like that. And I think that that helps you get through um, those initial phases, and and helps you smile and helps you laugh and helps you remember the good times and 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 gets you back on, on track in life and 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 takes away a lot of. Um, any type of guilt you might have about about being happy and moving forward, and then of course um, we did have Bobby services, and I think we probably um, laughed and smiled as as much, maybe more than we cried at it. Um, what we didn't want it to be was was a sad um, a, a sad send off. Uh, I can't say that that Bobby shared uh, shared our or my my religious you know beliefs, um, but but he was very spiritual and he did believe in something out there and and what I could believe of him was uh, he he was he was ready and raring to to start that next trip, um, you know not that he wouldn't have wanted to have spent more time on Earth with his with his family with his brothers with his sisters with his friends and. You know, maybe even his mom and dad from time to time. Uh, but I also really, really believed um, with my whole heart that uh, that 
this the, the, this world was going to break his heart. That's the way that's the way I felt for a long time with Bobby. This world was going to break his heart, and and he was too too big for this world. This world wasn't big enough to hold what he had um, in his soul and in his heart. So um, there was a part of me that 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 knew that and believed that and and said to myself, um, you know, he's. He's where he needs to be. He's where he ought to be. And, and, and even following my own religious beliefs, if, if, if I believe in God and I believe in heaven, what I believe about heaven is, I, you know, I, I think everybody makes their own heaven. Their, your heaven is going to be whatever you make of it, whatever you think heaven should be uh, when we leave this world. So, um, you know, believing that, how could I begrudge the fact that, that, a loved one has been able to move on to that step. Um, uh, we shouldn't feel bad about them. Um, we should almost feel envious of them, and and, it, and at times I do. Um, you know, you, you you think of the things that you deal with here on earth, and you and and you think about what the promise of heaven, and it and it's something that you know maybe not maybe you know. Heaven is the better deal. Uh, so uh, that, again, is another comforting fact and, and, and allows me to uh, to enjoy my time here on earth, but also look forward to uh, uh, look forward to what's to come. Now, moving on, um, just just more in celebration of Bobby's life. Um we we had Bobby cremated, um, and his his ashes and, and his, we have ashes in, in an urn that we picked out that we thought was uh, very befitting of Bobby. Um, I, I you know I don't know the physics of when when somebody is cremated, but um, there were many more ashes than were able to fit into this urn, so we so we did have an we did have an extra container um, which. Um, allowed us to do some things that, uh, you know, <laughs> if, if it didn't help anybody else, um, it certainly helped me with some of the things that, that I've been able to do with um, uh, his ashes. The, the, the first thing, the, the first gathering that we did was on uh, the first April 20th, 420. Uh, yes, uh, you know, there's the meaning of that, that... Uh, that that Bobby certainly understood. Um, we took some of his ashes out to uh, out to the Portage Lakefront. Um, there's actually a, a video of it on, on on Facebook, and we did take some pictures. And it was a very windy, um, very wavy, uh, huge waves crashing up on the shore and against the pier that's out there. If you've ever been to the Portage Lakefront. Um, basically, when it gets like that, it, it, it tends to destroy the lakefront, and they have to build it up all over again. Uh, but anyways, just, just to me, a beautiful day, um, a day Bobby would have loved to have been out there, and, and, and Bobby was out there, and, and, and we went out there. And uh, Sam, you know, being picked because he <laughs> the most athletic and the best shape and the best arm at that time um, was able to throw some of Bobby's ashes out over the lake and and that was one way that uh, we celebrated there. But uh, moving on, whether people knew it or not, um, birthday parties, gatherings, things like that, um, I tended to bring along 
uh, a bottle, and it, it, we've actually taken some pictures of it that you see, and, and, and maybe you see it in pictures of gatherings, uh, like when we take the pictures on Bobby's birthday and things like that, that there's, uh, there, there's a bottle there that may not be very politically correct, but it was... Um, uh, it was a bottle Bobby was very proud of, and and I've put some ashes in that, and it and it, and it comes with me a lot when when we do have these gatherings. Um, the first year after after Bobby passed, and Sam and I went to go see Dead and Company at Wrigley Field. Um, the trip there started with a a ride on the uh, on the on the South Shore into downtown. Um, drinks at a couple bars, a stay at a hotel, and finally to Wrigley Field for uh, for the show. And um, you know, I'll tell you whether you know whether legal or not, there were um, bits of Bobby spread there along the way. Um, you know, on the train, uh, in in the train station, um, you know, at Wrigley Field, and, and around in there. So. Uh, when we celebrate, you know, it, it's it, it's celebration and it's smiling with the feeling that that Bobby is there with us. So, uh, so you know, in, in finality, as far as all that goes, um, yeah, you know, you may have some you, you may have some feelings of guilt the first time that you start to smile and have a good time, but. Uh, just know that that person is 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 there with you, and and, and that person would want you to celebrate and 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 include the person in the celebration. And, and I think you get um, you get over a lot of the a lot of the guilt feelings that way. So that's what I have to say about that. Um, moving into the next segment, uh, <laughs> as I said, uh, the, the, the title of this episode being um, "It's Okay to Be Okay" and uh, the the not so tongue in cheek rules of karaoke. Well, we're gonna we're gonna get into that and hopefully have a little fun with that. I don't like as I said, I don't want everything to be um, a, a you know a, a Debbie Downer type of thing. I, I do think it's important to to talk about these things and get these things out and, and help anybody in any way uh, as far as that goes. Um, but um, Come along to the next segment and uh, see if we uh, see if we can have a little fun. Karaoke is one of the things that uh, that we used to do, and it's one of the things that uh, uh, I've done since then that 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 sort of helps me and, and serves as a therapy for me. So uh, after a little after a little break here, uh, we'll be right back. Uh, hope you stick with us. shoes and I boarded the plane Touched down in the land of the Delta Blues In the middle of the pouring rain W.C. Handy Won't you look down over me Yeah, I got a first class ticket But I'm as blue as a boy can be Then I'm walking in Memphis Walking with my feet ten feet off a beam Walking in Memphis But do I really feel the way I feel?
Okay, welcome back to the My Tiny Changes podcast. Uh, again, uh, this is uh, Steve Pachalski, your host, and we are in uh, episode three uh, called It's Okay to Be Okay, uh, and that's including the not-so-tongue-in-cheek rules of karaoke. So, as I said, hopefully hopefully we can have uh, just a bit of fun here. Um, and again... Uh, it kind of goes in something you know dear to my heart that that does make me happy and it's something that uh used to do a little bit with with bobby and family and, and things like that and still do it as we move along so um uh you know again anybody that knows me and, and follows me on facebook knows um that I, I i don't take karaoke too seriously um you know i only have a home set up with uh <clears throat> with a karaoke machine and a and a couple of uh a couple of micro well a couple of tripods and 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 a couple of wired microphones and a couple of wireless microphones and it's and it's something that uh you know i i use the excuse during the the pandemic that i couldn't get out to um to do karaoke so you know again that that was my excuse and 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 you've seen times um during this where you know i've had some people over mostly uh mostly sam my son sam coming over to to uh to sing with me and and we have a great time with it and and and, and sitting down um you know maybe after a, f- a few libations um we we started to come up with a few um, a few rules for karaoke and and maybe these have more to do with 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 karaoke that is done um, done at a bar or, or that and, and and with other people and and where uh, we may not have um, such great uh, uh, control over the show like we do here at the uh, uh, we call it the the, the karaoke cottage here uh, in Valparaiso <laughs> where I live here. Um, maybe we'll, maybe we'll open up the karaoke cottage for business sometimes, or if, if somebody wants to come over and, and, and enjoy it, be more than happy to, uh, uh, to invite some people over, uh, get some friends together and have some good times, um, uh, through the, through the magic of karaoke. But, um, again, uh, the, 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 the tongue in cheek rules of karaoke, uh, maybe not so tongue in cheek, but um, uh, but 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 let's start those, okay? I believe uh, the number one thing um, everyone can sing, okay? I know there's a lot of people there that uh, you know come to karaoke or, or or talk about karaoke and they say I can't sing, I can't I can't carry a tune. Well, everybody can sing, uh, you know. Can you sing well? Mm, you know, maybe, maybe not. Maybe that's where the, uh, uh, the, the thing comes in there as to <clears throat> whether you should do it or not. But, yeah, everyone can sing. And if you enjoy it and if you want to do it, you know, get on up there. I, th- I think the best way to do it, to, to get started, um, is is the way I did it. Um, I was I was kind of that way when I first started. Not that I think I can sing now, but um, but I've I've at least gotten over the fear of of going up and making a fool of myself. But the best thing you can do first to start is um, go up there with a friend, you know, sing a duet. Uh, go up there with a few people, you know, sing as a group. Um, just just get yourself up there and, and and get into doing it. And 
the more you do it that way, um, you know, your inhibitions uh, might start to get less and less. Now, another rule. Um, when you go up there, know the song. Know the song you're going to sing. Um, and I think you could tell by the way I'm, I'm saying that, that it might, might be kind of a pet peeve of mine. Now, of course, you go up there and you know that they have the words there for you and everything, and you think that that's going to... Uh, uh, you know, help you through that you can see the words and and, and, and so on. But uh, that's not always the case. You know, knowing the song means knowing the melody, knowing the inflections, knowing how your voice should go up and down as you sing it. So, um, you know, happy birthday, the way it's supposed to be sung can be happy birthday to you. But if you don't, really know what's going on there sometimes it might come out as happy birthday to you that's what i mean about knowing the song know the melody know where to come in and out and 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 just just kind of be up there prepared whether you sing the song in your head beforehand or practice it at home or or whatever um but but know the song that you're going to sing now the flip side of that, and this may seem this may seem kind of contrary, but um, one thing that you have to remember when you do sing a song, sing the words you know. Um, a lot of times, and and they've done they've done a lot of uh, bits on this that people don't actually know the words to the song, and they change them, and, and they've been singing a song wrong for years. Well. My advice as far as that goes is if you get up to karaoke and you're confronted with words that all of a sudden seem foreign to you, sing the ones you know. If you try singing the ones you don't know, it's going to screw you up and you're going to get and you're going to get all lost and and, and you're going to wind up screwing things up. So, you know, sing the sing, sing the words that you know. I guess the joke that can be made to illustrate that is, um, you know, with, with, with the lyrics to the song Tiny Dancer by Elton John, where the, where the actual lyrics are, you know, hold me closer, tiny dancer. And so many people have thought it said, you know, hold me closer, Tony Danza. Well, if that's the way you know it, sing it that way until you realize those aren't the words. And the next time you sing it, you can incorporate it the right way. Otherwise, like I said, you, you you might get a little lost there. So sing the words you know, sing it sing it the way you know it. As long as you're keeping it keeping it in the melody, even if you have to hum through certain things, just just keep the melody and and, and keep on going. Another good rule of thumb is know your voice. Um, and I found out I found this out the hard way myself. So. Some of these things that I'm telling you here are kind of trial and error things, and and if I can be of of, of help for a neophyte uh, uh, karaoke person uh, to try to get them to have the best possible uh, experience they have their first time karaokeing, uh, you know, so much the better. But know your voice, and and what I mean by that, you can't always sing your favorite song. There's so many songs that I can't I can't sing. You know, my voice can't get high anymore. And uh, it's something like I, I, I envy Sam. I, I actually hate Sam for it, that I love the killers, and I love a lot of killer songs, and I would love to sing killer songs, but I just can't do it. I can't get up there. I, I have found some versions that they are 
um, that they are acoustic versions that I can I can sing more in my my register. I am I am by no means trained um, in singing or a musician or anything like that. So I don't know the first thing about you know singing in what key and, and so on and so forth and registers and things like that. Um, you know I just know I, I I try to sing as well as I can and I and I try to make it fit and I've realized that there's a lot of songs out there that I just can't sing as, as much as I tried and and the 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 first time I found that out I found that out the hard way right in the middle of a song and um sadly sadly just quit right in the middle of the song and 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 walked off dejected and 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 embarrassed as hell but uh it, it, it took me a while to get back up there but obviously um I got over that uh I got over that fear, and 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 I am back to, uh, you know, went back to uh, to singing karaoke. Now, what I've found out as far as my voice goes is, um, it just happens to coincide and, and work well with a lot of um, country songs. And if you know me, you know I'm not a a huge fan of country, but uh, you know, just just my voice and my register just seem to go with with with, with some country songs. So, what happens there is when I when I do find a song that uh, that quote unquote might be considered you know country, it immediately becomes Americana. It moves from the from from the from the country genre into the into the Americana and folk genre. So that's the way uh, that's the way I get away with that. So um, that's what I mean by knowing your voice. And and, and, and there are ways that uh, you know if you practice and if you and if you really want to sing a song good enough that you can. You know, lower or raise the register to, to fit yours, but that that does take a uh, that does that does take some practice. But it but but it's possible to do that. Um, otherwise, if if you're dead set at singing the song no matter what, have at it, have fun. You know, most of all, uh, karaoke should be fun. Now, do I take it a little a little more serious than most? Uh, you know, maybe I do. Uh, you know, maybe I don't. What I will say this, um, and it's something that I kind of found out about the type of people that <clears throat> that do sing karaoke, because um, you know, in 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 my things, I, I I had found some places that I enjoyed doing karaoke at. Um, one of them, namely, being where where I started out singing karaoke pretty much uh, for the first time was at. Um, White Rhino and Dyer. I um, started out with a lot of friends, a lot of a lot of guys that I that I coached at uh, at Andrean High School. Called ourselves the Fifty Niners. We used to open up shows uh, by singing Mr. Brightside uh, by the Killers, and, and and we just had a good time. And singing with a group like that, uh, you lost your inhibitions very quickly. Um, the amount of uh, the amount of Miller High Life and Miller Lights that were drank had a lot to do with that too, but. Um, but doing it with friends and doing it with a group like that um, always helps. But w- what I will say, if 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 you're out to have a good time with karaoke and you don't really care and you, and, and, and you don't mind yelling at the top of your voice instead of singing and things like that, I would say go go to weekend karaoke's where things are a little bit rowdier, <clears throat> um, things are more crowded. Heck, most of the crowd isn't really even listening to you. The only per the only people that are going to listen to you 
um, are going to be your friends and, and they're there to make fun of you anyway. So uh, <laughs> if you don't really care, go on weekends. But if, but if you like karaoke and, and, and sometimes you you look at yourself thinking that, uh, you know, you're a star up on stage and people are listening to you, then maybe go to go to weekday karaoke's. Um, they tend to start a little later. Uh, they tend to be a little less attended, and and you will. What you find at a lot of those is, you you find the regulars. You find you find a lot of people that go to karaoke all the time, and they just they as I said, they just want to go, and 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 they and they want to sing, and and they take it they take it a little bit more seriously, and and you can tell by the way they sing that they take it very serious. Which brings me to my last rule. Well, let's say let's say this is more, more a bit of a of advice about karaoke. Um, you're at you're at the bar. You're singing karaoke, and and you 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 know your name is up there, and you and you know you're going to get called. Sometimes I know sometimes uh, karaoke will have names up on the board as to who's next, and. You know, it, it, it lists the next two or three people that are going up there, so you kind of know when you're going up there. But a lot of them, uh, you know, you fill out your piece of paper, you put it up there, and you never know when you're going to get called. The, uh, the, <laughs> the, the terror in that is the time you're sitting there and you're waiting, and somebody gets called up to sing, and they start to sing, and they sound exactly like the song is supposed to. You know, they sound like they're a polished professional. For all you know, that uh, it, it, it's not somebody singing karaoke. They're they're playing the actual song up there. That that's how good they are. And that's when you panic. <laughs> and that's when those are the people that you do not want to follow. You do not want to follow. No, if you if you don't really care, then then that's great. You know, go ahead. Don't worry about that. But. In those situations, if you want an out, if you're not exactly sure um, who's going to be the next singer and it might be you, uh, or if you know that your name is up there on the board, uh, the word of advice I can do you, that's the time that you pick to go to the bathroom or go out and have a smoke if you're a smoker. Uh, you wait until about the middle of the song and you disappear. You you, you tell somebody innocently, uh Hey, I got to go to the bathroom, or hey, I'm going out to have a smoke. You want to come with me? And you just go, and you and you st and you stay in the bathroom, or you stay outside uh, till after you hear them call your name a couple times, and and then they decide to go on to the next person, and then you come back in, and hopefully that next person sounds as bad as you do or worse than you do, uh, but then at that time, <laughs> at that time, you're ready to go back up there, so. So just uh, just a few karaoke pointers that that I'll give you here. Uh, maybe you have some of your own that you want to share sometime. And and like I said, um, uh, we've got the, the the karaoke cottage going over here in Valparaiso. And 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 if you'd like an invite at some time, uh, you know, feel free to give me a call. Uh, just as long as you bring some uh, uh, some cold uh, <coughs> some cold Miller High Life or, uh, or 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 a bottle of single malt scotch, um, we'll be ready to go. That 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 will almost guarantee your entry here to uh, to Steve's Karaoke Cottage. Um, 
Otherwise, uh, we're going to take one more break, and then we'll be back to sort of tie things up here as we as we usually do at the end. Um, so uh, sit tight, uh, stick around for just a few more minutes, and uh, in in hope to uh, hope to see you in in just a couple. And we're back to start to wrap things up here on the My Tiny Changes podcast, uh, episode three. Uh, it's okay to be okay, um, including the uh, uh, the not so tongue in cheek rules of karaoke that we just went over. I I I, I hope you took that, um, uh, you know, with as as I said the the tongue in cheek uh, attitude that that it was given, uh, but. Um, as I said, to wrap things up here, uh, it's okay to be okay. Um, it's okay. It's okay to feel happiness. It's, it's okay to laugh uh, after after the loss of a loved one. Uh, it's okay to be happy. Um, you know, my thought my thought there, as far as what uh, as far as what we did, is to uh, sort of steer into the skid. Uh, Sam Sam sent me something, you know, we, we've talked about that in the past, uh, the, the, Sam and I sending things back and forth. <clears throat> um, a lot of times it's music, sometimes it's clips from shows and things like that. And Sam's a big Doctor Who fan and he and he he's got me he's got me into it to the point where I you know, I'll watch the clips and I'll understand the clips and and everything like that. I can't say that I, that I have gotten into uh watching watching the show yet. Um you know, by now I think there's a million of them, so it would take me forever to catch up. But, um, anyways, um, sent me just uh, just a little uh, a blurb um, between two people talking, and and, and the quote was, um, "I love old things; they make me sad." And and the person asks, "Well, what's so good about sad?" And the person responds with the with a smile and knowing look on their face, "It's happy for deep people." And whether whether that means anything to you or not, um, it, it it does to me. I think Sam got it, and I think Sam sent it to me because he knew uh, he knew I would feel about that. You know, it's whether it's one of those deals where um, you know I, I I believe the measure of sadness that you feel about a person is in direct correlation to the amount of love you had for that person. Uh, so of course, uh, when, when that opportunity to show that love goes away, there, there's going to be sadness and there's going to be a lot of sadness and it's going to coincide with, with, um, with the, with the amount of love. Um, somebody said, uh, there's another saying that, you know, I, I love reading quotes that, that, that have meaning for me, uh, that goes something about, um, uh, 
grief is just uh, the love uh, th- that has no place th- that has no place to go. Uh, so, so, so that's how I kind of feel about that. And in in staring into the skid, um, feel the sadness because yes, we are sad because people left, but uh, also feel happy about it. And, and, and if you want to do other things, do some of the things as, as I have done and we have done. <clears throat> uh, at gatherings, you know, set, set a place, set a place for the person. Um, you know, when, 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 you're, when you're toasting, when you're, when you're toasting something, a, a special occasion or, you know, Christmas time or Thanksgiving or whatever, um, fill a glass for the person. Uh, um, you know, feel their presence there because uh, they probably are there. You know, if, if if you believe in that way, I know. Um, after Bobby's passing, uh, I used to feel him around us all the time, all the time. Um, and to be honest with you, uh, I I don't feel it so much anymore. And and it and it took me a minute to to think of why that might be. Um, but I think, I, I, I think him being all around us in the beginning, I think he was doing that for us. Um, I think he hung around to make sure that we were going to be okay. Um, and I think he hung around and, and gave us signs and did things, uh, did things for us to, to let us know that he's okay. Uh, I, I, I know there was, a the first night there, I believe we may have been coming back from, um, <clears throat> arranging Bobby's services and uh, driving with Karen in the car. And I saw something and didn't quite know um, if she saw it. And it took us a couple of seconds and we both kind of said, did you see that? And it was, uh, it was a shooting star and it was a shooting star unlike one that I, I, I had seen them before. Uh, Karen had not. She said that was the first time that she ever that she ever saw one, but it was unlike, um, un- unlike any that I had seen before. Just, just a tad brighter, lasted just a, a bit longer, um, and, and, and wasn't really gone in a flash. Um, so, so things like that, uh, uh, Fourth of July, a gathering at Stephanie's house, um, uh, deer used to, the deer seemed to be something that, uh, all of a sudden, uh, we would equate with with Bobby being around, and, and and there was a deer in her cul-de-sac. You know, had no business being there, but as we were getting ready to gather um, for the Fourth of July, someplace that Bobby would be uh, with us all the time, the, there was that deer. Um, would see deer running in other places and, and and things like that. So, but again, I I don't um, I don't quite feel him around as much as I used to, and. It, it doesn't really make me sad because, you know, to me, I, I just believe now he's out there in his heaven, what, what his heaven is, um, you know, exploring the universe, uh, soaking in the universe, taking in all those things that, uh, uh, as I said, um, didn't fulfill him, weren't, weren't here to fulfill him here on earth. Uh, I truly believe he's out there. I feel his happiness and and it makes me happy, and and that's why um, I don't feel uh, any guilt at all for going on with my life and in in being happy because um, what I'm working towards is going to be that day um, that uh, that I get to be 
where he is at. And, and I truly believe, uh, I, I do believe that um, his is the first face I'll see when I get there. And, and I couldn't be happier. So uh, I'll just say to you now, uh, peace, and uh, we'll talk soon. Have a great day. Always remember there was nothing worth sharing Like the love that let us share our name Always remember there was nothing worth sharing Like the love that let us share our name